Graphic design? Can you make a living at that? Three, two, one, fun, 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 Welcome to Design Futures, a show about what happens after design school. I'm Chris St. Cyr, and my guest on this episode is O.J. Wilson. How are you? Good. Hi. How are you? I'm good. It's good to see you. O.J. is a designer at Teal Media, a woman-owned design agency based in Washington, D.C. Previously, she's worked for In Our Own Voices, a nonprofit in Albany, New York, Adrenaline, a design agency in Atlanta, Georgia. And in 2020, she was a designer on the Warnock for U.S. Senate campaign and the Biden for President campaign. And finally, she is a 2016 graduate of the College of St. Rose. You're in Georgia right now? Yes, I am. I came back immediately after leaving Albany. I I came to Georgia and I've been here ever since. So you you only spent time in Albany just, just for school? I did. I stuck around for a little bit after just to, you know, see what the work life would be like there, but I wanted to come back home. Certainly the thing that piqued my curiosity about, about seeing you on LinkedIn was working for these political campaigns. So, so I want, I wanted to start there. And I guess the question to start with is how is a, a, you know, campaign designing for a campaign different than designing for clients with the, you know, working for an agency? I would say the main thing everyone would say was the pace. The pace of it is insane. It's almost like you're, you know, you're in a boot camp with all your other coworkers while you're on this campaign and just doing things as quick as you can, because any possible item or any possible promotion that can be built and put out in the smallest amount of time, like they want it done. So just being like a designer around the clock at all times, I guess I would also compare it to maybe working in-house somewhere because you're just promoting like this one amazing thing that that's your product and mm-hmm. it's what you focus on. It's what all your design work is about, you know, like that one client. When you say around the clock though, do you, I, you know, are you designing at 2 a.m., 3 a.m. in the morning? Yeah. There, there <laughs> really? Were, <laughs> there, were, there were days like that. Especially when it came to sometimes there would be a big event that would happen the next day and they need graphics for it. They need brochures and they need, you know, the, the mural to be done. Yeah. You just never knew when they were going to be like, oh, turns out we can we can be in Georgia tomorrow at 9 a.m. So let's let's do it. Let's get all the stuff ready for it. And, you know, you just had to be ready. But it, it was fun. It was part of it. And so you for both campaigns, you were there in, in Georgia. I was working, working out of a, a Georgia office for these different campaigns. Yeah, it was remote. And I was, I mean, I was home. Um, right. There was kind of an office for Warnock, but even then everyone was kind of working from home. There were a few people that would decide to go out. I was working with a lot of people that had been on campaigns many times before, and they would always say like, oh, it sucked. You know, everyone has to do it this way. It was so good. And we were all in the power room. And so you would just hear about how great it was to be around everybody. So you're a designer. Was there like a whole design team, like a creative director and senior designers and junior designers? And what was that? What was that like? On the Biden campaign, there was a lot of structure to it. We had the digital director. We had the CDs, a lot of designers. But that was we kind of had designers focused on merch, designers focused on social and then print. And I ended up actually starting with the print side of it. But that was kind of it. It was kind of like the main CDs and then just putting us into the different, you know, the boxes we had to be in. So very busy, round the clock. So you, you were basically like given a, 
a design challenge, a, a project to work on, and what a couple hours later had to be finished, or or off to the printer, or off to the developers, or the printers. Oh my gosh, the printers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> obviously, yeah. Printers want things at a certain time because if it doesn't come then, like this isn't gonna get printed on the day you guys need it. So that was probably the hardest part was being on the print team, doing all the palm cards, the brochures for all the states in this wonderful, yeah. in the country. So the deadlines yeah. for that were, were different than yeah. just doing you know a social piece. You can kind of play around with some more time, get that up. Did you say palm cards? Palm cards. What's a palm yeah. card? You're right. I, I had to learn what that was too, <laughs> but. <laughs> I get that's what I, I, you know, when I do these interviews, everybody uses their lingo. So I got like I learn a whole bunch of stuff. So what's a palm card? Right. Honestly, I think that's kind of referring to the size size of it. It was really just a small card, so much information on it. And I did a lot of voter education. So wow. brochures and palm cards, little, you know, little, little cards um, would just have like, this is where you go to vote. This is how you vote. Um, mm -hmm. Information like that. I'm going to pull that up because I saw something. Was that? The Biden work probably has, yeah, all that print stuff. Yeah, this part right here. A lot of this print work, um, yeah. the, the door stickies that say vote. That's another term they use was door stickies, um, door hangers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was all voter education uh, most of the time. Put on the <laughs> right. door stickers, Templates. wristbands, of course, you gotta have a mask. <laughs> right, exactly. So many masks. All the states want a mask. So for Biden, you were doing, were you doing mostly print for Biden? I was. I was brought on the team to handle the print stuff um, for stateside. The team was surprisingly small on the Biden campaign, so we all got to work on a lot. I ended up doing a lot of social, a lot of um, murals for events. If Biden was here speaking in Georgia, I was getting to work on that art, which was a lot of fun. I got to do a lot, which I love being somewhere where I can work on a bunch of different things. So it was a lot of fun. In here, there's there's definitely right the whole design system for uh, these campaigns, and <laughs> doesn't really matter, you know, what your politics are. All the all the campaigns use all the same colors anyway right it's all it's always red white and blue you know the big thing on the biden campaign was these were these gradients these winning gradients we um we prided ourselves on that and robin i'm not sure if you heard um of robin but she was just preaching the good word of gradients all the time so i think we tried to push away from just being like red white and blue that's right when it's gradient especially for you know presidential campaign like that's that stands out that's gonna stand out in a in a field full of red white and blue uh graphics right right yep that was yeah our pride and joy and i did share after the campaign ended um there were some places talking about like the the biden campaign gradients and the winning the victory gradient which is on that that poster not poster, yeah, is it this um, year yeah that was uh, one of our victory gradients that was based on this like sunrise kind of thing mm -hmm. so yeah yeah i remember <laughs> seeing those with uh, president, vice president, the portraits with the gradients behind them. I think they were, it was pretty prominent. Yeah, like this um, yellow, yellow to blue gradient. So something like this here with the type that's kind of hand drawn, are you, do you have some liberty? I mean, the gradients obviously is different, but are you, there looks like there's some hand drawn components to some of these graphics. Is that part of a design system or is that just you or somebody else just um, coming up with that in the moment. That was part of the design system 
was adding some hand drawn elements to type um, icons, the illustration there with the, the Gaga for uh, Joe and Kamala on that poster. So we definitely had some liberty of deciding like this would be great with some hand drawn elements. Yeah, my, my iPad was my best friend working on some of that stuff, but. Yeah, that's what you use. So you use the iPad to sketch. The iPad being in Procreate, switching over to Illustrator, editing some of that stuff and getting it up on social was kind of how that process worked. Yeah, it's fun to see a slightly different take, you know, with like hand-drawn elements or illustrated elements, you know, within a presidential or political, any political campaign, really, because usually it's, right, it's just the, the person, you know, with a big smile and, you know, a formal dress with lots of right. stars and stripes and various configurations, right? <laughs> uh, right. We tried to be all about, uh, you know, connecting with the people. We wanted Biden to be like someone you could relate to, someone that was, you know, one of us and that whole vibe. So adding hand-drawn elements helps the mission, really. And then the Warnock with, as, you know, adding, like there's this orange color that's part of that system, it looks like. What were these for, these um, kind of so frames? These were, um, yeah, frame, frames, Facebook frames, so they could add like their support for Warnock on their profile photos and all that stuff. These, uh, especially with this uh, person here in the middle, you know, it's like so powerful looking. It's reminiscent of like comic book, like superheroes, right? Just like, you know, I got my badge, my W badge of honor. And, right, that um, was the thing. Everything was so, the energy was always like, what can we do to get it way up? <laughs> yeah, here, yeah, it's just nice to see a, a slightly different tone of blue but then an orange, you know, and then some of these other ones for uh, uh, different communities, LGBTQ. Yeah, and actually one of the challenges coming in, because I came in on the Warnock campaign after um, my work with Biden was coming to an end. So kind of jumped in with what they were working with and was trying to, you know, figure out how we could push the brand more with what we already were using and yeah. what more can we add? There was some challenge there with, you know, jumping in other already like running full speed. Certainly political campaigns that design have come a long way. You know, there's that whole thing when uh, Barack Obama was running for president, that whole system got a lot of attention from the design community and that sort of elevated, uh, I think, or at least show the possibilities of what designers could, could do for, um, you know, those kind of uh, political campaigns with whatever candidate, but just like, just the idea that, you know, politics, the visuals for politics or political campaigns, it doesn't need to be boring. That's part of how Teal I work for now, uh, she realized like, ooh, there's a market for people wanting cool stuff uh, for campaign work. So yeah, that industry is getting attention. There's these two campaigns and then there's this other project here on your website. This, this is from a previous, this is from Adrenaline. And I was there for a few years. All of our clients were in the financial world. And this was one of the credit unions that we would work on. And this was actually one of the more fun clients that we had, because you can imagine doing a lot of financial work for banks, everyone, a lot of the same things were being asked. Like this is, we want to tell them we can save them money and do all the things. This small credit union out in California was like, they said it was their 80th anniversary, and I actually was the one that pitched, like, well, what if we do something 80s themed for your 80th anniversary? But from there, it took off to wild places, and I was communicating with the client, and she started to be like, oh, it's when I grew up. I want this movie reference. I want these patterns I want. So it was this great idea, but, you know, I had to kind of reel it back in and figure <laughs> yeah. out how to make 
make their brand be recognizable while still like having 80s themed everything at some point actually you can see one on that bag there she was also like let's have like 20 logos and different 80s type and yeah it got a little um the memphis style with the shapes and the colors uh maybe not so much the colors but like the the visuals here look like that whole memphis style is popular during the 1980s those patterns are a lot of fun a lot of fun to work on gotta have a boom box and a cassette player i saw with the Sony Walkman, that's iconic of, of the 80s. One of the illustrators I worked with, with the, the emus, it was fun being like, let's try an emu that, you know, let's try an emu that's skateboarding or has a boombox. And I got to work with this great guy that was like, that sounds great. He's just busting out these emus. It was amazing. And why emu? That's the name of the credit union? Oh, yeah. Um, it's Yumi Credit Union, but they made their mas mascot an emu. So it's the Yumi Emu, which... Oh. Kind of a tongue twister but yeah that was their whole thing yeah it's playful right i guess yeah if you're trying to make finance fun you know maybe try a an animal they were more successful than some of our other clients i mean between these these two things here you know with politics politics and finance it's uh those those are challenging subjects to design for right yeah at teal is there there's a lot of um work in nonprofit or social impact or what's the focus of teal yeah that's the whole um that's the whole spiel it's social impact social justice work a lot of not-for-profit work which it just it just works i flowed right into it um i really wanted to keep doing work that i thought had an impact so that's their whole mission i've actually always wanted um, even at saint rose my time there i kind of knew i wanted to do some uh, not-for-profit work my mother worked she had her own not-for-profit. So, you know, I, I grew up watching her run that business. So I always had that interest. And, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm there now. That's certainly a different path uh, than what a lot of designers, I think a lot of a lot of design students, I've noticed certainly more in the past, say, 10 years are interested in designing for, you know, causes, their, their interests that, you know, align with their, their beliefs. But the question oh. I, I wanted to ask you about about working on the campaign and leaving the leaving that kind of work, was there ever was there talk or was there ever an opportunity to to like, you know work on the campaign part uh, for this politician? And then in both cases, congratulations, the candidates both got elected to their chosen office. Um, so we'll give we'll give OJ some of that credit. A little <laughs> bit, a little bit. I know, yeah, a little, a little piece of puzzle. To, a little bit goes to OJ. Um, so, so this candidates end up winning their elections. Is there an opportunity? Is there a pathway to be a designer then for that person within the government? That was one of the most talked about things the entire time we were working on the Biden campaign. It was kind of like a, no one knew officially, but it was like, who's going to the White House? Like, are we getting a chance to go to the White House and design right. for the White House? So that was always talked about and uh, shout out to Karana Magwood. She's amazing. She's the current um, White House CD who hired me to work on the Biden campaign. They hired her um, to be the White House CD and she brought on Abby and Abby was amazing. Um, she was doing a lot of illustrations and things on the campaign. It, it was possible and everyone knew that they were going to have like a small team. So right. yeah, everyone was like White House, White House, White House. The whole time. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, that that did occur to me when I started seeing people, it was like, wait a minute, I, I know OJ and I know Jess and maybe there's other people like, so yeah, I wonder what, what is that like? You know, I, I never really thought about that, I guess, until 
this past year? Yeah, I mean, somewhere in the White House, there's probably some creative people, right? <laughs> so somebody yeah. who who like you know designed something, you know, yeah. like Maybe all these invitations to special state dinners and things. I, I imagine there's a designer <laughs> doing some work like that, right? I mean, I talk about it all the time, like design is everywhere, right? Just look around you, and then it just seems a little. It's not odd, but it's it's I guess not something we often think about. It's like, yeah, the president still needs a designer. It's crazy yeah. to think about. And now, like knowing someone again that's like there as a creative director, and I know one of her designers that's if there's like a, a ball or fancy things presidents do, I know she's one of the people that's leading and doing the actual design work. And I follow her, so you know, she shares the things that she posts on the actual president's like Instagram. So it is cool seeing someone, you know, be all the way up there and doing <laughs> what the president needs to be designed. Right. Just the idea of that, of like, you know, you know, the governor or the president or the vice president, I need an invitation, I need a poster, I need a new business card. I'm, yeah. Right, it was interesting on the campaign as well because we had times when Biden would talk to us as a team and we'd be like, oh, like we're talking to him, but there's so many things that he's so far removed from because of course yeah. he has his concerns. So, you know, his whole team is just like telling him what he needs and then telling us like, this is what he needs. So, yeah, that's, that's probably better. You know, <laughs> actually that would be fascinating. I I'm, I'm waiting for the day that the president critiques the, the uh, kerning of the typography on, yeah. um, you know, some presidential document. Right. <laughs> I can't, I can't imagine. Like, he doesn't that's, even know it's there. It's, that spacing seems really off. I can we <laughs> fix that? Where where is OJ? Can 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 she get right. her iPad and thing and do the thing with the? I come running in with my 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 laptop. I sprint in like out of breath. Like I'm I'm here I'm here. I just do it on the spot. That would be hilarious, right? It's like on call design for the president yeah. of the United that's States. That's a whole that's a whole sitcom. A design. <laughs> probably be made. yeah let's see so yeah so we were talking about like this pathway of you know like you that could have been a path or that is a path right as a designer working a campaign and then moving to a position in the government but so you took you took a path where so you're still doing uh work that is uh based in social issues and in things that are really impacting people's lives right so that's that's the focus of of teal and you're doing some of that kind of work. You know, in relation to that was that that nonprofit is uh, Hosea. Is that the nonprofit that your your mom started, or is that a different nonprofit? So that's not the one I would love to talk about. The one she started as well. But Hosea beat the homeless. That's um that's a nonprofit here in Atlanta. I grew up volunteering at constantly okay. every year. It was like on Christmas or Thanksgiving, you would kind of go help feed the homeless, or or you would help cook the food. Actually, you could sign up for whichever shift you wanted. That was part of my childhood. From a young age, my mom was like, you know, let's get on it. We need to give back. And mm -hmm. that was really, that's who we chose to help out a lot. You did that from very early on. And then, so what is your mom's nonprofit? And when did that start? When did you, what's that all about? And what's your involvement in that? Um, so her not-for-profit, it started off as Tennis in the Hood. That, that, that was the original name, my favorite name. Um, it's since been changed to Southern Children Network. That's been around for as long as I can remember. And she had a not-for-profit where it was an after-school program where she would kind of take kids, teach them how to play a sport, take them on these really fun trips, um, you know, get them outside of their comfort zone, show them a lot of different things. And I was just, I'd be one of the kids growing up, you know, being young, of course, I was just right there with them, like taking the art lessons and going on field trips. Uh, and as I got older, 
she kind of groomed me into helping them learn PowerPoint and, you know, helping out with some of the art classes or whatever she needed to be done. I turned into a, a worker. I, I just, I grew up, um, I guess, volunteering and being a part of it. And it was great. Yeah. And she, tennis is my parents' lives. I grew up playing tennis before I switched to soccer. So let, let, yeah, let's talk about the soccer. So you were, you were a student athlete at St. Rose and did you play, uh, you played for the women's team all four years? Yeah, yeah. All four years. That's intense. I, yeah. I talked to Danny Dayton about playing Danny, softball. So yeah, being in the art and design program and being a, an athlete, that's a lot of time. Yep. What was what was right there with me too in the struggle? I you, you were you were both you're both in the lab late complaining about like oh, your yeah. time all your all the time management stuff. So what yeah what was that like for you to be you know really involved in soccer but also in this intense program? It was constant learning time management and constantly trying to you know figure out what was the best way to learn and be on the soccer team. Um, but really, it's just kind of you roll with the punches, trying to find. Spending the right amount of time in the studio when you have away games, sometimes you get back at 12 or 1 a.m. was probably the hardest part of it because you just know you're not putting in the same amount of hours. It was worth it, though. I would never, I would do the same thing again. Well, it seemed to work out. I mean, you're, as far as I could tell, right, you're, you're, you're playing soccer still and so you're a successful designer. So whatever you did in school seemed, seemed to carry through and, and, served you well here, right? You're still, you're still doing both those things. Yeah, I love how great that, that sounded, yeah. <laughs> right? I still have my two passions. I never gave one of them up the whole time. So yeah, you're right. So what, what's, uh, what's your involvement with soccer now? I am in a couple leagues. I came okay. back down from Albany and up there it was kind of easy to just you know go play pickup. You knew what the soccer scene was, but I came down here and I've gone through the ranks. I started off at a league I thought was good and you know that wasn't great. And I tried another league and that one stuck. And then I found what seems to be the league you play in before you kind of go pro or decide like I'm gonna go talk to some coaches. But I'm I'm good here. The competition's great. I'm having a good time. I don't want to be injured. So I'm having I'm, <laughs> it's it's good. Um, I don't want to be injured. That's a key factor. I don't, I don't want to be injured. I can already tell my knees are, I'm getting older. I want to play soccer somewhere that's still safe. So the league you're in is just, it's uh, just enough to push your competitive buttons, but not get hurt. A good yeah, workout, good yeah. people, right? So is it the kind of league, league where it's like, you're serious, but then you also like go out for a beer afterwards? Or is it like, uh, like so serious, like, okay, now I got to go home and rest. Like, where, where's the line? Because all these adult sports leagues, there's there's like one end of the spectrum is like, we're just going to drink, you know? Oh yeah, we might play that sport a little bit, but we're really just going to party. Oh, where, yeah. Where's this league? This, uh, so that's where the two different ones, I have this beautiful balance. Uh, my Sunday league, that's where you kind of go, everyone expects to drink. We cook out every other Sunday. It's a good time. So we, we still want to not, you know, suck at soccer, but it's a good time. <laughs> But then um, the Tuesday league is more serious. And that's, um, could you please be on time? And could you please, you know, not suck today? So I, <laughs> so that one, you actually have to stretch before and yeah, and make sure you're hydrated and, and all of that. Yeah, Exactly. Mentally, you know, mentally check in. All yeah. that. Do you have like a, a soccer story from school or from playing anywhere that you always tell, you know, like somebody asks you about soccer? Ooh, um, yeah, wow, there's so many. Um, 
I mean, the soccer team at St. Rose one is incredible. And we always went really far. We always won a ton of games. Winning our conference was common. And that was always so much fun celebrating hard work paying off, knowing that we were going to the NCAA tournament. We actually, uh, I hope my memory is not this bad. I think my freshman year, the NCAA tournament was here in Georgia. So it was crazy to win that and get to fly back home and have my family come out to the game here in Georgia. I would have never thought, you know, that would happen. <laughs> so that was amazing. Um, and I actually have a great story. Our team was randomly selected for drug testing after losing our game. We were super upset and I was not able to like successfully take this drug test. It ended up being, I was there for hours. Coach had to help me go on runs. I had to eat spicy foods just to be able to, to properly like pee in a cup basically and get them to accept my drug test. It was, it was a whole, it was a whole show. Meanwhile, my family, I'm in Georgia. My family's waiting on me so we can go celebrate our, not celebrate, but you know, we lost so we could go talk about everything. Yeah. And I was, I was in a bathroom for four hours, you know, figuring <laughs> out, yeah, figuring out that's, how to handle that's that. That's the glamorous the glamorous part of being a student athlete, a college athlete. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. The random, right. the drug screenings and making sure, you know, after you lost the game, you guys weren't. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, it doesn't like make any sense. are you testing the people who won? Maybe you should go test them. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was really upsetting, but it's a funny story I tell now. So I'm, I'm okay. Yeah. Did you have a, a sports scholarship? Oh yeah. You did. Okay. So can you talk about that? Like what, how does that happen? Well, my understanding, I know that coach has her recruiters and she sends them to the good tournaments, basically where she thinks wow. there's going to be good teams and players playing. And I was actually playing in the Disney tournament in Florida. One of her recruiters saw me playing in that tournament in Florida. And I think, I think my mom was approached while I was still playing in the game and they gave her information on the school saying, Hey, we'd love to talk to OJ and, you know, get her up here on the team, like have a visit and all that kind of stuff. So it, it happened like that. And at the time I was like, this is crazy that someone <laughs> is from all the way in upstate New York is, you know, showing interest down yeah. here. So, and next thing I knew, you know, St. Rose had a great soccer team and a great design program. I knew I wanted to do design. So it was, it's beautiful. It worked out. Yeah. I saw your post from, it must've been like a year ago or something close like that on, on Instagram. You had all these things, all these fascinating things things from like a year the ones that stood out for me like i had yet another terrible trip to helen georgia with oh. tubing maybe don't tube there y'all so what goes on with bad tubing in helen that's a good one and, and did you injure I, yourself <laughs> did you you're you didn't not i i am an experienced oh. helen tuber it's oh, okay people, the people i take are unfortunate um, oh you get you need to give them the floaties they could strap on their arms or something so i mean and to, to clarify i'm talking about tubing down a river and not being pulled by a boat sometimes yeah. people but it's just unlucky every i had one friend almost drown i had oh my god you know i've had someone lose phones shoes the latest group i took they lost their wedding ring my friend was kicked in the head because she tried to help someone else out that was you know having an unfortunate time so i I decided I was like, I'm no longer taking groups to Helen. It's my favorite place, but I can't do it anymore because something bad happens every time. You didn't know you were going to be a lifeguard when you take your friends and family tubing. Yeah. Uh, the other one that was on there was about jellyfish attack. You don't like Hilton Head anymore. <laughs> did you get stung by a jellyfish? I did. Yes. Um, Hilton Head, that's another spot down here where you, it's like so common to vacation. And I've gone yeah. there as a kid 
took my friends. Whenever I take people somewhere, um, we all were stung. My friend Samantha was stung badly. She had, you know, the swelling and the redness and she actually, I guess when jellyfish sting, they wrap around you. So what do you do to not cure it, but I guess to, to deal with it? Is it just like ice or do you take a, um, a Advil or something? Or We were out on the beach. What did we do? We had some ice. I remember using ice and we laugh because everyone jokes around about um, the stereotype about peeing on jellyfish things or something like that. But none of that happened. Yeah, have, you haven't heard. Wait a minute. What is this? You haven't heard about the, the cure for jellyfish thing. They say there's something in urine that helps the pain. Oh, that's away. a myth? No. I, I honestly, I'm not even sure if part of it's true, but that wasn't going to happen. You didn't, you didn't try that? We, we didn't We didn't test that one out. Oh, not, not a, we that, stuck with ice that, and patience. I think that, that would be a sign of true friendship though, OJ. <laughs> Could you pee on my leg? Yeah, it's right. It's also a whole episode of Friends, the show. They have a whole episode on that. It's really funny. <laughs> oh my. Yeah, it sounds like you're doing a lot of fun stuff when you're not, you know, designing, taking care of yourself, playing soccer. Are there other things you do outside of work that are, you know, just to, to live and relax and to participate in life that's not work? I guess the two other big things would be I'm a huge movie buff. I watch um, especially superhero movies. At this point, I listen to a whole podcast that's dedicated to superhero, you know, uh, animated series, movies, all of that. I love it so much. Which podcast um, is that? There's a, the Ringerverse. And then, yeah, the other thing would be my pets, I guess. I have a lot of animals in the house right now. Let's see. What, what are some other things that I have on my list? So one of the things that uh, I've been asking people is like the, the business side of design. And what's your job like uh, on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, so my day-to-day is getting out a lot of social graphics, time managing, you know, what's going out when, sending things over to clients. Um, I communicate directly to my creative director, you know, to Mm -hmm. get work approved and kind of discuss what we're going to do here. That's really it. Things move really fast, but I also enjoy um, kind of, I guess, the weight that my word has and how much I'm able to do at this agency. That's good. Have a voice at the table. Mm-hmm. So your your title is designer? It is. It's designer. It's lead designer for certain clients and projects. They're like, this is all you, like you just handling it. So one of the things that people are curious about is the financial aspect. I wanted to ask you about the campaign work. Was that volunteer work or were you paid? Um, that was paid. Both were paid. And everyone okay. does actually ask me that because they assume um, doing campaigns, like it's just, you know, you don't get paid at all, but that's not the case. Yeah. And were you, was that an hourly or were you paid a salary or a it was, it was salaried in both yeah. cases. Can you tell us what that is? It started on the Biden campaign. Again, it was already in the works. They're just kind of building the team up to help. And I think they were starting at like 54. The Warnock campaign coming in was starting at 60. When you work in government, they have these bands. So it kind of doesn't matter if that's your title, that's just how much you're getting paid. So if you want to jump on a campaign and you want to help, they're like, this is, this is it. You're the first person I've ever really known to be a designer on a campaign. So there's so many unknowns for me of like this. And I mean, I, I kind of assumed that, that you're paid. I'm hoping that I know. as a designer, you're paid. It's like, I know there's a lot of volunteering, but you would hope that designers would, you know, would get yeah. paid too. And then, so at your company now at your, are you, you're like kind of like junior level I think right now I'm kind of mid to senior level. So I found that the titles also, you never know, depending on where someone is or what they're doing, what they're really doing. It's 
yeah. all over the place. It's all over. And, I've also and, learned to um, ask for titles. Sometimes places don't know. And you can be like, this is what I should be called. So yeah. throw that out there. And what's what's your salary at, at this agency? 70. So the other thing with the, the business side of, of these questions you're working remotely, right? You're you're in Georgia. It's all remote, yeah. And the company's based in DC. I saw. So are are all the employees remote? Right or? now we are. You know, we have people, someone in Mexico, someone in California, one other in Georgia. So we're spread yeah. around. You gonna you gonna go to DC if they they offer you a spot in DC? I would consider that. Okay, so it's time for time for pop quiz. Okay. It's like you're back in school, but these are easy questions. Social impact or social media? Wow. Okay. Social media. Uh, sketchbook. Blank or gridded? Blank. Work beverage? <laughs> uh, kombucha. Really? Wow. <laughs> that's fancy. That seems like that's really healthy. Yeah. I try. <laughs> After work beverage? Ooh, mojito. I mean, not every day. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. You can't do that every day. Well, like after work on a Friday. Yeah. Right. To be clear. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Do you listen to music when you're designing, when you're working? I do not. I listen to movies I've seen a million times or podcasts. I don't like music. I have to listen to talking. You have to listen to talking. Yeah. So, so are, you, are you tuning it out or are you actually play, paying attention to the talking? So if it's something like the show Friends, I've seen probably seven times at this point, or if it's something like the movie Hercules on Disney Plus, um, I can tune it out. I laugh when something comes up. I've heard before. I'm like, oh man, this seems great, but I can just work right through it. I, okay. So we're we talking about Hercules, the, the animated Hercules. Oh yeah. I, I I'd have to look it up, but I'll just ask you, are you of that generation that likes Phil Collins because of the soundtrack to Tarzan? Yeah, Tarzan? <laughs> I am. I am of that generation. <laughs> what? That I have that whole soundtrack on my phone. <laughs> You're that generation. Okay. I I was trying to remember, I think it's happened in the past few years at St. Rose, like, you know, because every once in a while I'll put music on. I'll ask students, I probably did with, with you in class too. I was like, what do you want to listen to today? And somebody will say Phil Collins, like Phil Collins, that's from, <laughs> Phil Collins is from the 1980s when I was a teenager. That's why do you listen to Phil Collins? And then it's revealed to me, oh, it's because of the Tarzan soundtrack. It's so good. It's so good. Okay. Now, okay. I need to listen to the <laughs> 80s Phil Collins. I still don't even know actually what that is. Like what do you Oh like? yeah. That's well, yeah. He had a whole other career before Disney movies. <laughs> that does make sense. That's why they hired him, right? Yeah. I'm gonna look into that. <laughs> okay. Okay, back to the quiz. Natural grass or astroturf? Natural grass. Yeah, you can slide better on that, right? When you're yeah, without bleeding. Exactly. Uh how do you back up your files? Oh boy. Uh I'm supposed to be using my hard drive. I love that. I'm supposed to be uh, using my hard drive. I should say my job now, they actually just ping me to remind, like, hey, make sure you sync to the Google Drive, like <laughs> constantly. And I was like, yes, yes, of course. Google so Google drive. Google drive is the way for me now. Okay. All right. Last last question. Uh, profit or nonprofit? Oh, I got to say nonprofit. Nonprofit. You're such a good person. Always thinking about the nonprofit. Yeah. We, yeah. we, all, we all have to do more. All right, OJ Wilson of Georgia, final thoughts. What are your final thoughts for design students, for people listening to this, for parents of high school students who, who don't know about graphic design and don't find out about it until senior year? Oh, yeah. Um, well, one piece of advice is do it. 
I love what I do. I love graphic design. I have no regrets. I think it's a great industry. I think it's a diverse industry. So I'm all about it. And I would, I guess I would also remind that it's constant learning. It's one of those industries where, of course, you're always going to be trying to hone your skills and always be trying to learn like, you know, what's the, the newest and greatest. So I would just upkeep on that. But it's amazing. I love it. Excellent advice. Excellent. And thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's been great talking to you. It's been great catching up. I'm so excited to see what you uh, continue to do. Yes, thank you so much. Bye. <laughs> what do we learn from OJ? Designed for a cause. Maybe it's for a nonprofit or a candidate running for office, but use your talents for something bigger than yourself. Be active, get out there on the weekends and play soccer or some other sport you enjoy. Thanks to OJ Wilson of Teal Media. If you have any questions or comments for me or any of the guests, please leave them in the comments and subscribe so you can catch the next episode of Design Futures. Until next time, go learn something. Your future depends on it. Thanks for listening. See ya.